In this episode of the RV Small Talk Podcast, we're going to shoot the breeze about what is the deal with winterizing. Most of us Texans don't have to do it that often, and those of you up north are all about it, apparently. So let's talk winterizing. And the holidays are coming up. So, hey, are you guys camping? Maybe. Yeah. I camp every day. What? I mean. I mean, I live in a fifth wheel. I camp every day. (laughs) He's not lying. Okay, well. Welcome to the RV Small Talk Podcast, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and people, places, and adventures that go along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clint. I'm a giraffe. And I'm PJ. And? We have a special guest today. I'm Cody. <laughs> and he's more enthusiastic than he sounds, I hope. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. Don't forget that you can check out the show notes for this episode and so many other episodes. Head on over to rvsmalltalk.com to check all of those out. Also, we have a group, a community group out on Facebook. So join us at RV Small Talk Community. If you have questions or comments for the podcast, head on over to your email of choice and send it to questions at rvsmalltalk.com. What's your email of choice? I kind of like those old, uh, the really old, old ones. Oh, like Hotmail? Yeah, Hotmail. Ooh, I had an AOL. Yeah, I did never had an AOL. I did have a, I still have a Hotmail. You didn't never have? Didn't never have. I ain't never been having an AOL. That's right. I was, <laughs> I was born a poor. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that on the uh, podcast. No. But yeah, it's banter time. Go for it, y'all. Banter, 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 banter. All right, so Cody, you're not often on the podcast. So we had you on probably within the first 30 episodes and not many times since then. Um, and you are who at Princess Craft besides your name? Um, what, what I'm do you the do? giraffe's best friend. Lindsay? <gasps> it's true. We're besties. High five. <laughs> I love it. But it's not true. And <laughs> but you're all it may alive. not be true, but that's okay. <laughs> and what do you do here, Cody? I am the parts and service manager. Okay. So Can you keep it all together? I, no. Ah, that explains a lot. But he's working yeah. on it. But I'm working on it. <laughs> well, it's a tough job. I mean, it's a busy place. Yeah. So speaking of Princess Craft, we have construction going on right now. Did we mention this in the last podcast? Because um, it's still uh, happening. <laughs> so walls are coming down. And other walls are going up. It's just crazy. Yeah. It smells like Home Depot in here. I love and the smell of cut pine wood. Yeah, it, it smells really good, but there's like constant like loud noises. And remember yesterday there was that scraping inside the wall mm. that made the back of my face hurt. And there's like <laughs> wires and it's just, it's madness around here trying to like operate as a dealership. And right. And dust. This we're used to having a lot of dust here, but we have a whole new level of dust right now. That is so true. We've even quit cleaning the floor because why? Because yeah. why? It yeah. it just it is such a wreck. And you know, I found it really interesting that now when customers come in, you know, we're usually a fun place to be, and everybody's chatty and people looking around. And now people walk in and they're just all business because. Right. There's nothing to look Nobody at. Nobody wants to be in here. Nobody <laughs> wants to be here. It is not fun. We still have our music going, but ah, uh, it, it it just there's wires yeah. hanging from like the ceiling. You're in a construction site, and I guess you are. But yeah. we're going to get there, and it's going to be amazing when it's done. 
Yeah. I love the positivity, Cody. That's right. No wonder you're my bestie. I am I am I am actually <laughs> excited about it. No, I'm really <laughs> excited about it too. I'm getting a bigger office, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, but it's still a shared office. Hush. Oh. Okay. I will have yeah, my own corner. It'll be so fun. You know, if there all... has to be four of us in one room, mm-hmm. it needs to be a bigger room. Yes, okay? indeed. That's what we're doing. That's part of what we're doing. And then other people get their own office. Not me, yeah. but other people who are more important. And it's going to be cool. I'm more excited eventually. about like how it'll help Princess Craft. Well, I think that the customers coming in will be able to see the right people quicker that's that's what i'm hoping that's for. our yeah. plan it'll yeah. be a better that flow. was the original intent right yeah, yeah. it just kind of grew because if anybody knows pj it's like change your mind every five seconds well it keeps it interesting right that's no. one word for it yeah it's evaluate and tweak evaluate and tweak evaluate and tweak evaluate and tweak i like test and tune it's test, more fun test and i like boots and pants and 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 boots and pants i don't even know what's going on right now this is why i work in parts and service and not in whatever it is y'all doing here yeah. y'all don't beatbox over there no we play i don't think different. that's beatboxing we play, we, we play different games yeah like what i want to play service games no you, you don't. know you don't no you don't there's a bunch of service guys back there you don't want to play service games. Okay. HR has uh, has a whole nother category for dealing with service department games. <laughs> this is this. Do is we have an HR department? True. Yeah. You're hey, PJ. At her. <laughs> That's why I need a bigger office. <laughs> because of all of the technician games. Well, you've hired so many people in just my time here. I yeah. asked Lindsay earlier when. When she was young, growing up with with uh, the original Princess Craft location, there were maybe five employees. Well, now we're bumping thirty employees. Yeah, and all five of them fit in a room this size, which is yeah. about what? Uh, uh, ten by ten 20? by. No, oh, I don't think it's like twenty. Three crow pogs, but yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking that pog. the, the prior office was even smaller than this because part of it was in a hallway. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that's where, I mean, I don't know. I was surprised somebody asked me how many employees we had the other day, and I said, oh, I think we're like 20, we're up to 22, yeah. 23. you used both hands, you, you took off your shoes and used both feet, and then you borrowed someone else's feet. And, the, and then I was totally lost, because we just hired our 29th employee. That's yeah. crazy. Really, I Isn't thought we were crazy? still at 25. Uh-uh. I thought 26. so, too, but I counted, and, and they you know, were right, 29. And you know, most of them are in my department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. It's crazy. Not all. It's yeah. crazy. Did you learn all their names, Cody? I know everybody's name. Okay. Good. I said good morning to the new guy this morning, and I said, good morning, Jose. Good morning, Cameron. Good morning. Uh-oh. And then I just stared at him. A moment. And he was like, like Wolverine. And I was like, never seen it. And then we had a whole oh, discussion. No. <laughs> no. I know. Missed it. I know. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll learn your name a different way. Anyway. What's another way she could remember Logan? Uh, the steakhouse. I like the steakhouse. Logan Steakhouse. Ooh, they bring you butter rolls. The good butter rolls. But we have so, Texas Roadhouse so here, which is the so, same thing. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I know Logan. That, yeah. that doesn't help you know more of a Texas Roadhouse Logan. I like Longhorn Steakhouse. Also good. Doesn't help with Logan. Yeah, yeah. Logan Steakhouse yeah, also better. helps with the mnemonic memory device. However, Texas Steakhouse doesn't. I guess that's true. Logan. But here's the deal. Logan was cracking jokes the first day. So I think we've got a winner. 
Now, he was not cracking jokes yesterday, which was his third day. Uh Uh-oh. I think he was a little tired, a little worn out. He was on a truck prep. Oh, Uh, we gave him a hard job. Cody, what's a truck prep for our listeners? Truck prep uh, typically is going to be something that we refer to on a uh, truck camper customer. Okay. Where we're outfitting it with uh, truck camper tie downs, wiring, airbags, Uh Uh super hitches. So your end sounds really fun. Everything to, to prep it for hauling a truck camper sounds like and a birthday party all work on the truck yes underneath and no on the work underneath. on the camper itself that which is, has yes. its own so it's an eight to ten correct. hour job for very a full truck so. prep very much so and it's 10 hours. and it's some one that a lot of people don't like to do because I love it's it. it's you hard do? work i it's, love doing them because you're like in the zone you yeah, just have to yeah. work on like Cody, you're, i mean you're not the norm but i'm a mechanic I'm, by trade so that's why he's my bestie because i'm not normal yeah well that might make sense you shouldn't have said that. I'm going to call you my bestie all the time now. No, that's fine. As long so as we're not hating each meeting. other, it's better than that. <laughs> Is it? I'm going to make you wish you never said that. You're going to pay for that. <laughs> I'm a lot nicer in my old age. Yep. And Princess Craft is moving along. So yeah. that's the gist of it. We are all growing and changing. So it has been, I think it's been a really fun week. Just seeing walls come down and mm-hmm. boards going up and. I'm excited. So, Lindsay, you have sad news. Oh, what is it? I don't know. What is it? What's happened? What's going on? What's so sad? Lindsay, who did you have to say <gasps> goodbye to this week? Oh, I said goodbye to my soul, Dawn. But honestly, the family, the couple that I gave it to, I didn't give it to anybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's be clear. Giving is a relative <laughs> term. The couple that now owns, owns my trailer, like... They were so happy and they were going to take it on lots of adventures and it was just really sweet. So I'm okay. Do okay. I did give names? it a hug. No. Oh. How do you hug a trailer? Like this. Like which part of it though? Because it's butt. <laughs> <laughs> you like how quickly I answered I, uh, that? <laughs> <laughs> the butt of the trailer. It's the butt of the trailer. Is that like the butt of a joke? It's like Don Booty. It's his hiney. <laughs> it's took us. It's derriere. We're over it's booty. posterior. Just well, give it a squeeze. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, y'all wait. Check, check wait. out the pictures on Lindsay's maybe, Facebook. Maybe there's she got should to play be some there. Games. The, yeah. See, That'd I'd become be a whole other HR issue. <laughs> <laughs> Your trailer left today, didn't it, Clint? I don't know. Clint, we didn't get a picture of you hugging your trailer's booty or front side. I'm not judging. You can hug any part you want. <laughs> I was going to hug a tip out. <laughs> <laughs> but but I didn't get a picture. Uh, sorry. You don't even care. I'll be fine. Are you sentimental I mean, about it at all? Just a trailer. Another one's I coming. I know, but like I'll have another tra- trailer a lot someday. Of memories in that trailer. I mean, I well, have pictures. for sure. But you make new memories in the new trailer. I know. I'm not like crying about it. I'm not losing sleep over it. But you know, you have a moment of like, oh, bye. Well, to be mm. fair, Clint's I'd, getting the same trailer. Just newer. That's true. Just a I new mean, one. It's going to look. You're getting a probably. different trailer. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. So there. Yeah, my trailer is just going to have a different tongue box. That's pretty much it. So whose trailer do I get to borrow? Not mine. You can borrow mine whenever you want. You have a trailer. It's just kind of stationary. Yeah. And I don't have a truck to pull it. And have you seen the price of a truck lately? You know, it's kind of the whole cart before the horse sort of scenario. Quite literally here. It's the cart before the horse scenario. (laughs) 
You can borrow my trailer. Perfect. You can borrow my truck, but don't you dare pull your trailer with my truck. I have a truck. It just I need uh, how big is your fifth wheel, Cody? Uh, overall, it's forty-two foot and some change, like forty-two ten, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's big. Dang. And you live in it. We live in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty cool fifth wheel. It's front living. You and your sweet wife and your and son, my almost Ollie. two-year-old son. Yep. 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 Okay, but I was at your house, and your yard is really cool. A yard? Yeah. Around my trailer? Yeah. Well, so we live in the only RV park in the area that has like it's a like semi- a fenced-in yard yeah, and there's lights. Yard. So it's a semi- a, Kind of a private. Private, yeah. Semi-private area. area. Yeah. So every slot, for the most part, has fencing in between. So we were three-sided fenced when we moved in. And then they allow you to put up a semi-privacy fence along the front to mm-hmm. keep things in your yard. So- yeah, so we we fenced it off, and mm-hmm. Ollie can run around in there and play, and we don't have to worry about him getting out into the drive or anything like that. And you know, we've got a couple dogs that it keeps in, so it's super yeah. cute. It works. It's a really nice park. I mean, it's got some amenities that other places that I have never seen, such as the fencing and on-site storage stuff like that so it's you're also cool. heading home for parties all the time or concerts or yeah so they do live a music lot of, or barbecues yeah we've actually got another one coming up um uh, yeah they did a one for halloween they've got another one coming up here on the november 13th i think uh that yeah they have live music out and they'll have food trucks and sometimes things for the kids to do bounce houses things like that so they have so, like an hoa at this place um they don't have an hoa but they have on-site management i mean that's there yeah, all the time because because so. i know a lot of places have hoas if it's a neighborhood they don't allow trailers i mean what what's an hoa in a place like yours gonna do right <laughs> <laughs> it's all we'll trailers. control the trucks on blocks and yeah, all that yeah hey, don't thing. you bring your actual house in here yes <laughs> <laughs> park it on your lot <laughs> but do you feel like you're camping at all when you're in it i mean it's a, I that's a big I mean, fifth wheel it's it is a big fifth wheel um i don't i wouldn't necessarily say i feel like i'm camping but it is definitely um crowded feeling even at 42 feet um from you know from going from a house to yes. a trailer it's it's crowded feeling yep and trying to figure out we're still figuring all that out after about four months now right. trying to figure mm-hmm. out where to put things what you need, maybe what, what you need? don't maybe need. Maybe we should get rid of some more stuff. <laughs> yeah. And your you old know, place and, had a uh, really cool shop, which you did a lot of work in. Do you miss I that think, like a lot? Um, you know, I thought that I might, but I don't. You don't miss your shop? I don't. Um, what I do miss is the ability to do my own services on my vehicles. Okay. Because now I have to pay people to do it. I, mi- I miss you mm-hmm. being able to do services on my vehicles. Well, nobody said I couldn't do some things yeah i mean i still have all my tools i just don't have a lift and it's hard to do certain things without a lift sure yeah sure well don't be missing mechanicing too much at this point i'm just saying why you might appreciate me if i went back to mechanicing i don't know oh, i appreciate she, you now that's just it's all she good. appreciates you oh, that's oh, not what i'm fishing for compliments she, might, no, she, might, she might like me out in Cody. the shop too i mean you never know <laughs> it's been a long time since i've worked in the shop but just find your replacement before you do that would you mind <laughs> and the mic goes silent I, i've been doing this almost 10 years i don't you know you'd have to just find somebody who's been doing it long enough 
Yep. Are we going to talk about winterizing? Because I mean, this is kind of fun. I'd rather not. It's definitely yeah. not cold yeah. in this room. But <laughs> we can talk about winterizing. Just not as fun as talking. All right, but it okay. could be, but it's it's that time of year, and it is a huge thing on the Facebook groups and forums and all that. And to us, obviously, it's not that big a deal here where we live. But I think it should be. You think so? Well, yeah. I mean, let's just look at last year. Yeah. Last I year mean, was the only year I can remember like that. Right. And, <laughs> and you know, and, and people ask me all the time, man, I mean, we live in Texas. I mean, winter rise, really? Come on. Yeah. It's Texas. Yeah. And my answer to them every time is I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. And then they go, why? It's Texas. Mm-hmm. I said, well, it does freeze occasionally. Yes. And, and, and most of our customers here probably don't get to store at their home. Yeah. Right. So they're in a storage facility that they've got to drive to and try to winterize it there. Mm-hmm. And most people do that when. Right After before it freezes. Right before it freezes or they didn't <laughs> they realize it was going to freeze. run out there. Right. Yeah. Or they didn't realize it was going to freeze and then they didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in all reality, I recommend doing it. Okay. But do you recommend doing it at a specific time? Because it can still be mostly in the 50s and 60s in Texas for for all but maybe four or five days a year in Texas. Like, do you wait till you see it on the forecast? I think that's up to the individual. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I really do. Okay. So some people like to winter camp. Yeah. Right. So they're like, well, why would I winterize it if I'm going to use it? Uh huh. So there's other ways to get around that, too. Well, we talked about earlier in our Facebook Live that we did that you can winterize a trailer and still camp in it. Well, you can. Well, you you can. just can't use the water system but, but, at all. Right, exactly, which is right. fine. It's, co- so, it's because that's that's actually closer to real camping. Okay. You can actually use the term but more frivolously But you can still use the furnace point. and stuff, right? Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. cool. Then I don't need a sink or a shower. Yeah. I hardly use those anyway. I do. I mean, I'm not a winter camper. I like hot water and showers. We've all learned that from the You're events so that I bougie. go to. I know bougie for real (laughs) yes man so but i mean if you're if you're camping in it and you're using the furnace Uh uh-huh you're keeping most of what you're connected to warm anyway Uh uh-huh except maybe your water hose which is outside but guess what they make for those oh and you just bought one of these i did i'm i'm actually excited to use it um this winter it's a heated (laughs) water hose and does that um, mean that it's easier in a water heater at that point? Because you're just bringing in more water. I'm it, just it, I'm just messing no. with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hot. Heated um, water hoses, though, are cool. Absolutely. Because, yeah, it, it doesn't matter if you're winterized or camping or whatever you're doing. It can easily, easily drop down below freezing just overnight. That's mm-hmm. very common in Texas. Yep. And if that happens then the first thing that freezes is your water hose. Mm-hmm. And even if it thaws out, you know, by mid-morning and you have water back and everything's back to normal, it's going to split. It's going to eventually damage your hose. And then you don't have a water hose. Then it runs everywhere. Maybe when you're not looking, you know, then you're in a frozen and puddle and that and night. Uh, it, and it's it just... It sounds just like epically just, miserable. Just awful. Yeah. So just a heated hose solves every bit of that. Yep. I agree. They're okay. fantastic. I built one when I when I when we were building our house. I actually made my own heated hose. Um, what prior to buying one? How do you make a heated hose? So 
You, you duct you, tape an you, electric blanket around a water. An electric blanket <laughs> in, in, a, in kind of a fashion of an electric blanket, right? They made the, they make this stuff called heat tape, uh, which is actually designed for running along copper tubing uh, to in your home that plugs mm-hmm. into a 110 outlet that has a thermostat on it, automatic thermostat that touches the pipe and you attach it to the pipe and it detects temperature and turns on and off to keep the pipe from yeah. freezing. I bet that's a that's a common thing to find up further north than us. I bet that it's used a lot. Uh, the Like a heated hose or just- The heated the tape that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, you're probably very much correct, but they do sell it at most hardware stores here okay. in Texas as well that I've seen. Okay. So I just made my own, bought a water hose, had my water hose, and then you just, I just taped this to it, set it all up, and then I even put insulation around it. Uh-huh. Um, which works great if you don't have dogs, but I had dogs, they chewed all the insulation off. So then I had to put it in PVC to protect the insulation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it probably would have been better to just buy a heated hose. But yeah, at that point, yeah. yeah. But wouldn't they have chewed up the heated hose? And then you have to never, buy another They heated never hose? messed with a my regular water hose. There was something about the insulation. insulation. Yeah, yeah. Oh it was, yeah, the, yeah, it's, it's like nice and yeah. squishy. Nice and squishy, so it gave them something oh, to chew Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, board dogs and a heated hose. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they yeah. chew up a heated hose, we might have some disagreements. I mean, well, they're, they're not cheap. Yeah. Do your dogs yeah. argue well? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Talk back. The, yeah. Are these your Pyrenees? My great Pyrenees. You yeah. still have Pyrenees? I do. Uh, I love Pyrenees. Yeah. But they are hard headed. They are incredibly yeah. stubborn. And yes. hairy. And hairy. Yes. Oh, my God. So these Pyrenees like come in your 40 foot trailer. No. Oh, no, they don't come inside. No. They stay outside. Uh Uh-huh. And they they patrol the perimeter like Pyrenees do and bark all night? Nope. So so we we uh, yeah I know we're supposed to be talking about winterizing. We had to, to know get, about barking. Periods. We had to get um, some bark control devices for them, um, and we have tried to do it as humane as possible because we are we don't really want to do the shock collar thing. Um, mm-hmm. So they make ones that spray citronella. Um, they they strap around their neck just like a collar, have a a, a microphone on them, mm-hmm. and if they bark, it sprays citronella kind of do- towards their snout. nose their yeah. snout yeah mm-hmm. and apparently dogs don't like that oh. um, i don't think i'd like it, it so <laughs> do what did it work uh it has been incredibly successful do they have fewer flies and mosquitoes around them no. too? Yeah, right uh, <laughs> no but it has been incredibly successful um i, I had my doubts uh-huh. um but it they yeah and they're also quite noisy when they spray off um and so you they can hear it they smell it it touches them so it hits it hits all of their senses um and it has worked and you can you know when they run out of spray or the battery goes dead they'll test it a couple of days and then they're back to barking you know and then Uh can we um, install these on our service techs (laughs) our techs don't typically bark but when they do Yeah, they don't bite. Oh, very but it go off every time they're using one of their air-powered tools, it, though. It yeah, might, that probably wouldn't yeah. work so good. Might it f- would work wonderfully. <laughs> what are you talking about? It might be fun to find out. I'm over here just like picturing it. <laughs> so, uh, well, my so, hat's off to you to get two Pyrenees from your acreage in your big house mm-hmm. on all that land to a little yard in an RV park. Yep. That's impressive. It's it it's got its challenges. Yeah, and we we. 
have continuing discussions about things. You and the dogs uh, have long talks. Sure, me and the dogs, me and the wife, <laughs> me and the park management. <laughs> well, we'll check back next year to see if the dogs are still living in your yard. Perfect. See how that goes. Perfect. Good luck. Yes. So back, back to, to winterizing. winterizing. Oh, yes. So the exciting topic of what, winterizing. Cody, what is the goal, the overarching generalized goal of winterizing? No water in your system. Uh, dehydration. Plumbing. Dehydration. Yep. Okay. Tell tell us more. Now, you can't go in and give everyone a step-by-step. Why is that? Every trailer generally is going to have a different step-by-step. Yeah, there's different equipment. Step different. by step. Ooh, oh, my God. How are singing? <laughs> well, you know, that's true. I get that question all the time. We'll just tell everybody how to winterize their trailer. Mm-hmm. How the heck do you do that? You Trailers are so yeah. different. But there is, if you have a standard. There's some general. A standard six or eight things. gallon water heater. Mm-hmm. And you don't have an on-demand or a tankless or an Aldi. Or a Truma. There are some. Or a Truma. There yeah. are some basic basic steps so yep. if i were in a classroom with cody at the front teaching I, and i raise my hand and say say tell me what the overall goal is you'd say to get all water out of all the systems all of your plumbing systems right that'd yep. be the every bit of tubing every yep. fi- fixture yep. and every appliance yes well can't you just fill up all your faucets that fills up all your tanks until your faucets run dry and then dump your tanks no why? Uh, there's going to be residual water sitting somewhere. They'll sit in your P-traps because uh, you can't get that out. Okay. It will sit in uh, low points of the drains or the tubing mm-hmm. where it could expand and freeze. There's a valve on the toilet that will hold on to water. There's, there's just different areas within and the plumbing system that's not going to move out when you just drain it or run your faucets dry. Okay. So quick steps on a standard trailer a standard six eight gallon water heater and how do you do it what's the first thing you do the first thing you do the -hmm. first thing i do do the first thing i'm going to do is drain my water heater so you've got a drain plug on the front of the water heater you're going to remove it and let all the water drain out but first you need to make sure the unit is completely cooled down that's a good point yes you definitely don't want to open your water heater while it's hot no, I'm scared or under pressure. Us. So you need to make sure you relieve any pressure off the system, too. Uh, you could end up taking a I learned that shower. from filming tech tours. That's a good point. Thank you. Yeah, it's for, really dangerous if step. your water heater is hot to open that. Uh, the drain. The yeah, drain. for sure. Because it'll come out of there with force, too, especially if it's hot. Well, it's kind of like uh, if your engine's hot and you're like, I'm going to open that radiator cap. Yeah, the radiator cap on your car. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Comparison there, for sure. Okay. So when you're opening that... I used to see tools out there for undoing that because some of them are hard to get to. Mm-hmm. I don't really see those anymore. Am I just not looking? Uh, so you're probably thinking of an Atwood water heater, uh, which the drain plug was in an awkward location. Dometic drain plug was in another awkward location. And now Dometic has acquired Atwood and they've redesigned it. And it's a little more central and easier to get to. So the tools are a little less unnecessary 
less okay. unnecessary. Less, less, so less necessary. necessary. Less, less necessary. <laughs> okay. All right. So you open it up and the water drains out. Man, yep. the stinkiest thing I have ever smelled in the world is a water heater that hasn't been drained for like oh, years and years. Yes. And it's just sat there. Wow. I mean to tell you, I don't know what why. What does it smell like? It's perfect it's, environment for bacteria. Usually it ends I, up I smelling like which, rotten eggs, yeah. sulfur. Sulfur. Mm-hmm. Sulfur. And I mean, it just sounds like, yes. smells like the worst Yep. Rotten smell ever. Mm-hmm. Smells like something died. Warm, in there. pressurized I water. Mean, just so they made it horrible. So this is a perfect time to go ahead and clean your water heater, in my opinion. So how do you how do, do you that? clean a water? They heater? make a they make an attachment goes on the end of your water hose and it and it pressurizes. It's a little jet tip basically that you can get up through your drain on your water heater and rinse and flush and try to descale as much as you can of the water heater. Some people like to use a vinegar water mix to uh-huh. do that as well, but. Yeah. Just using vinegar. the the That's jetting tool to is very nice. Uh-huh. Isn't that the most wonderful thing, vinegar? What about what about anode rods? Um, anode rods are going to be found on suburban water heaters, not on Dometic or Atwood. Um, are they still on all suburbans? As far as I am aware to this date, yes. So none of the water heaters out in the country? <laughs> suburban's actually quite available <laughs> at the moment. That was a joke. Oh, oh I missed suburban. the joke. Suburban oh. or rural I know about country. anode oh. rods too because of the tech tours. What do you know about an anode rod? What I, does it do? I'm trying to like. Who is do your it daddy word, and what does he do? Word for word. <laughs> His name is Richard. Oh, this yeah. is your drain plug, which also pulls double duty as an anode rod. Your anode rod is a. Uh, think of it as a magnet for hard water deposits and calcifications, things like that. They stick on your anode rod and eat away at that instead of the inside of your water heater. We typically see people get about a camping season or two out of their anode rod before you have to change it. It's going to start out looking like this. And when you need to change it, it's going to be about the size of a pencil and very decrepit. My name is Drew. Wow. There you go. Good job. Would you believe that it also deals with electrolysis? What's that? Electrolysis is actually the, the, what occurs in your, inside your water heater when you have differing metals and chemicals and minerals and stuff moving through the water. And so basically what electrolysis can do is eat the lining of the water heater. That's what I said. But it'll eat the anode rod but instead of... But it eats of, the anode instead. But yeah. you forgot to mention electrolysis. I did, I've you never just, even heard Which is actually out. more important. Yeah, you just well, left the Well, she didn't pay out. attention in sixth grade science. Ooh. No, I just pay attention during the tech, tech tours. Well, that's good. That's good. Okay, that's good. so we have the the water heater yep. emptied. Yep. It's cooled off. It's yep. emptied. We've checked the anode rod and we've cleaned the out plug. the... I mean, let's be clear. I'm sorry to interrupt, but... Nah, you, or the drain no, plug. I'm not that sorry. Not sorry. I'm not that new, sorry, but the yeah. The new Dometics actually don't use a drain plug. They use a drain cap. Yeah, so some have a plug. Some just have a little cap you open. And then some, when you undo the plug at the end, they have the anode rod right. that will look like it's covered in barnacles and... Okay, dying, but so that's we're done with the water heater is what I'm coming to. Yeah, we're that's done what with you're the coming water to. I, we're never going to get winterized. <laughs> so far, this has already taken longer to discuss than you just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. So, Cody, what after the water heater? Can we move on? Sure, absolutely. So after the water heater, if you have a standard trailer, you're probably going to find some uh, bypass valves on the back of the water heater. And what those are going to do is allow us to 
possibly move liquid around or past the water heater without going through it. Why would we um, want to do that, Cody? Well, if you are winterizing with RV antifreeze, uh-huh. why put six gallons in your water heater? Will antifreeze hurt the water heater? No. It it's is it is RV safe. It's also potable, so it is it's not gonna kill you if you ingest it. So some I can of make it. soup with it? I wouldn't recommend it. It antifreeze doesn't taste good. Soup. <laughs> with potatoes. You'll never get cold again. <laughs> <laughs> It's Your warm. farts would be like <laughs> so warm and hearty. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Uh, I know what I'm getting you for. Christmas. So now, once you're once you're bypassed on your water heater, I like to open up all my faucets and then open my low point drains. Does that re reduce the um, vacuum? Basically, yes. To let, yep. To, okay. Yep. Should allow everything to hopefully flow out of the at least most of what is left in your water lines. Mm -hmm. Through your low point drains, which on every trailer is going to be in a different location uh -huh. determined by the manufacturer. And it could be a different way to drain. It could be a cap, could be a plug, could be a T-pull handle somewhere in the trailer. Different ways could to do it. Could be a little plastic pitcock valve. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Would you just They're, call me? Yeah. Peacock. But, but if you... But if you get underneath your trailer and look around, usually you can see tubes yeah. sticking down. You can see the outlets. And a lot of times it's yeah. a red one and a blue one. And those are your water lines. And they're, those are the drains. So if you don't see a handle right mm. next to it, you can go just above that inside the trailer. Right. Maybe underneath a dinette seat or in a cabinet. Yep. Uh, you will see the little handle to turn and the water will run out and yep. every now and then we see another drain tube just straight off of the fresh water tank and i guess that's, that's just, right it just makes yep. it faster easier. but that's that's a fairly new thing i mean they didn't used to drain fresh water tanks that way you just had to pump it through ru pump yeah, yeah just run the water but they've gotten smart and in the past few years most manufacturers have some way to drain the fresh water yeah. tank right where it is yeah you'll want to get that out too yeah so just drain everything yep. in those low point drains so that gets most of the water out yep and it's pretty easy if you turn if you have valves to bypass your water heater uh not all trailers have those but most do so yeah. Uh, if yeah if you don't have a bypass if, if your trailer doesn't have a bypass you can actually install a bypass you can purchase bypass kits they're not difficult yeah. to put on and and it'll make your your future a lot easier if you continue to own your trailer you're going to probably want to do this you know every winter so yeah. why fight it or waste antifreeze going into the water heater to do it correctly? yeah yeah bypass valves are simply a fancy way of saying two little handles that divert the water to a tube that that just goes from one to the other instead of into your water heater and out of your water it just heater. bypasses your water it just heater. bypasses it's just a tube with two handles mm -hmm. on it i now you're making me sound like i'm dumb but you <laughs> no, never dude. really explain that <laughs> she, she's and, breaking well, it down clint yes people need to know break it's, it down now yeah, it is it not a big thing we can, we can. It it's not it's not a two big handles thing. in yeah. a tube so before we go too far, there are going to be some listeners that are really new to this. Going too far? Yeah, taking We've it too far. We've barely gone anywhere. But it's not just because we, we're not just winterizing isn't just draining the water for the sake of getting water out. It's because of freezing water expands. It can pop the, all your tubes or fittings or faucets, wherever the pressure it builds up. Things. So we're trying yep. to avoid the expansion of water in your water lines and systems. Correct. Okay. Yep. We're, we're that. Yep. 
and we will either bore you confuse yeah. you or possibly I mean, give about, you a small you piece of something. information yeah. we've talked about entertain you. Yeah. and we've talked about cleaning the tank and all that but but winterizing is really about saving your system from expansion of water all right yes. so we've taken all the water out we have yep. bypassed the water heater what's next what's next so the next step there's a couple different ways you can go here some people like to use compressed air this is what i was going to say yeah, some people yeah. like to use compressed air to help blow some of that additional water out that's still sitting we already got the, the water lines. out you drained it but, but that's all gravity water, that's just gravity right so now we can actually force air in and we can force more water there's out there's so much water in this camper have you seen it's the, got the, twists much, and turns yeah yeah i mean it's yeah yeah it's a maze. Twists yeah. and turns. It's, it's got like ups and downs. Maze. Yeah, it's like and a over and outs. It's like a water so, maze. So right, so <laughs> they make fittings that will screw right into your uh, city water connection. Okay, and you can use uh, compressed air. You blow compressed air into. Keep that. all your faucets and all that open. Yep. Keep all your faucets open. Um, close off those low point drains. Uh huh. Keep all your faucets open. Blow that compressed air through to help blow any more water out of the line. What about your toilet? Uh, you'll want to depress the valve, either hand flush, foot flush, whatever you got to do that too. You could do that. Yeah. Put a okay. brick on it. Yeah, sure. Or they make a, actually they make a device that you can put down in that'll hold it open too. But, oh. um, so why and do you close a lot close of people will actually stop drains? there. Why, why do you close cl- the low point drains? Because they will actually, you'll lose most of your pressure right out of the drains. It's okay. like if you're trying to fill the water with fresh water yeah, and you're hooked to the, the city water, it gets it go, to you the... lose all your pressure right out the drain. So you like open your faucet and you have next to nothing. So we want to try to get most of that pressure to blow that water out of our fixtures. Is there a caution here on using compressed air? Uh, you probably will not want to exceed. I'd have to double check it, but it's probably around 30 PSI. Okay. Because again, we don't want to blow our fittings and right. We don't want to. We don't want to damage things, so we don't want to hook our 120 psi construction compressor up to it and blow too much mm-hmm. pressure into the system. Okay. Oh yeah. Now is all the water out? It could be. A lot of people actually consider this well enough and stop here. Um, but but others bring out a shop vac. Uh, am I wrong with that? A shop vac. Yeah. I to mean, do what with? First you blow it out, and then you. Never mind. Uh, Whoa! I don't. I don't know where he's going. I think with he's that. talking about sucking it out now. <laughs> you use a vacuum. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go FYI, don't use a vacuum. Yeah, you don't need a vacuum. I so some I people will stop so. here and they consider it good enough if they've blown air out and, and and blown water out and done all of that. They think it's good enough, and for some people, they might just be satisfied with that. I still like to make the next step of using RV antifreeze. Okay. Um, and depending on your trailer, again, this is going to be one of those things that varies. Some may have a, a winterizing line um, that you basically is going to have a, a valve that you're going to turn. Right. It's going to allow you to suck that antifreeze right out of the jug. Okay. And into your plumbing system via the water pump. Okay. And that, that valve is going to be right next to the water pump. Typically. Yes. Depending on the trailer, but typically. Depending on and the it trailer. looks like a hose that like goes nowhere. Right. It's just going to be an open-ended <laughs> hose. We're on the hose to, to nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> Usually roads go nowhere. Is that what you were or thinking? Or bridges or sidewalks. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is where the sidewalks end. Oh, yes. Shell Silverstein. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. All right. Oh, gosh. So, so now you can use that water pump and you can and you can suck all that antifreeze into your system. You're going to want to go around and open again all your fixtures, your sinks, flush your toilet. Um 
This is just to make sure that you see it on your shower filled up all right. the way to the very yep. Yep. Edge exactly. Of the so how is RV antifreeze different than antifreeze? So vehicular antifreeze is toxic. Oh, because it's, you don't, you're not going to have to drink it out of your car. And it tastes really right. sweet, well, so you well, want to drink not. it out of your car. <laughs> so, I mean, you can inject some don't, hot dogs don't drink it out of your car. the neighbor's dog, but you might end up in jail for that. Yeah, yeah. Because it will kill them. Yep. So it drives dehydration. Um, so why don't them. we just use non-toxic antifreeze for everything? If it's- uh, because of what it's doing, right? So in a car, it has to flow through an engine. It has to do other things other than just protect against freezing and overheating right it's it's going through different metals yeah it's just sitting there so i guess that makes sense yeah of course it does everything in a car has to be toxic so (laughs) that's right um where were we at (laughs) what were we talking about antifreeze in the trailer so we've got antifreeze in it we're going to open all the biggest one that i think people may forget about is going to be that exterior shower Uh, Um, that's right you know first of all most people I say most people because I'm referring to myself when I say this. I never use it. You know, I don't think about it. I forget about it. It's there. It's like, oh, okay, what's that? Oh. When you think about all the water sources in your RV, that's not one that comes right. to mind. Exactly. So uh, people will forget that one. And Any typically they're kitchens, not very. They're outdoor showers. Right. And they're not very well. They're not as insulated as all right. the plumbing running so through it'll be the, the first floor to go. and cabinets. Be the first to go. I think Lindsay's trying to rush this along. No, I just, I, I'm excited that I know where you're going It'll here. absolutely be the first to go. And then those water lines are in a cabinet or something. So you're not going to see the, the, the broken water, the broken water line until you hook up next season and have a flood in your trailer. Right, right. So, okay. yeah. So you just want to make sure that you hit every single water point that can flow water. And now here's a here's a tricky one, and this is what my trailer has. I actually have an ice maker and a water dispenser built into my refrigerator. Did I mention he's bougie? Yes, <laughs> you did. It's a home style refrigerator. <laughs> bougie Cody. Well, it is a Keystone, Montana. Oh, it's a nice trailer. Okay, I mean, if I got to live in it, better than a Keystone, Kentucky. Keystone. Oh, Kentucky. <laughs> I don't even know what that reference is. I don't know either. I just thought so, it was the only other state I could think of. At you time. know, with something like that, I th- they make um, they make like a bypass kit for your water filters in those uh-huh. on some of them to where you can bypass them and even winterize your home style refrigerators. Hmm. Um, interesting because, most you know, it obviously has to flow through that filter. So if they don't make a bypass, uh, mine actually has a way to drain my refrigerator so I can drain all the water out of it. It has a separate drain completely for the refrigerator. Okay. So something else to keep in mind, don't forget that item um, when you're doing this. Okay, is that nearly the last step here? Um, Other than making sure that your, you know, your tanks were emptied, Okay. You know, needs to be in that step somewhere. Now, whatever antifreeze goes down into them, I would just obviously leave in there. It doesn't need to come out. So when you find that hose to nowhere and you stick it in your gallon of RV antifreeze and you turn the lever, turn on your water pump, it pumps through your system. I like to make sure it's coming out the faucet and I like to be sure that when I flush the toilet, I see it, some pink stuff. Yep. You want to run anything until you see the color for sure. And so run the shower to be sure the pink's coming out. The outside shower needs to be spraying pink 
And then I know I've made it all the way around. Yes. Do you need to do that on your low point drains too? Probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Just to be sure pink yeah. is coming out and yep. you've got it everywhere. For sure. Good okay. Catch. I have another question. This is why this is why it's good to talk about because you forget steps. Sure. Well, it all seems very natural to us. We're around it all the time. Yes. Um, so I don't have a compressor, so I'm not going to be blowing out the lines. I've drained sure. everything I can drain. I've opened the, the drain on the water heater. I've bypassed it. I'm like sitting in my driveway. I've got a gallon of antifreeze. What can I do to try to protect it at that point? Um, if you've got the antifreeze, you don't have the the winterizing line off of your water pump, you can pour that straight into your freshwater tank. Um, make sure you have closed the drain on it. Pour it straight into your freshwater tank and then suck it out of the freshwater tank with your water pump. It's going to do the same thing. It's going to offer you the same protection. It may have a little bit of water mixed into it because freshwater tanks generally don't drain 100%. Right. But you're still going to have better protection. a little bit of water going to hurt? A little bit's not going to hurt you because it will dilute it. Like when you put, when, like when you try to make adult popsicles and you put too much vodka in them and so then they don't freeze? It, uh, so much like that, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. totally what yes. I was thinking when <laughs> yes. I was like 23. Which, that's another point. <laughs> that's exactly another point, which is the, the question of, well, some people in a pinch will use another substance other than RV antifreeze, which is? Liquor. McCormix. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, liquor, liquor won't freeze. Yeah, it just, lo- well, it lowers the freezing point significantly. Very significantly. Right. Yeah. Well, I think last year with the big freeze that we had, that became, I mean, I think it's always been kind of a thing, yeah. but it became huge last year because there was no antifreeze. Oh, nobody absolutely could find not. find any. Well, you, nobody and was everybody, open. Right, and everybody needed some, so they just started using whatever they could get Whatever they had on. in right, the liquor yeah. cabinet. Right, what a waste. I know. Uh, I mean, like, I, mean, I don't know. It, no, just, you, just would you rather it. waste a bottle of vodka just or it when ruin you're done, your trailer? Right? It's probably yeah. just collect it when you pump it. gratification. <laughs> Whenever they dewinterize, they just pour themselves a glass. Yeah, that's good. Oh point. my god, yeah. it's like when you were a kid and you just wanted a water fountain that had like fruit punch in it. Yeah. So now you get like a faucet. I don't think I ever had that desire. I'm pretty sure I still do. <laughs> I, 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 never, I never thought about Somewhere it. Somewhere in so. the middle. I must be boring. <laughs> I would to, if I could be Mr. Deeds, I would be Mr. Deeds. Yes, Mr. Okay, Deeds. That, yes, that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. I'd take the Corvette. <laughs> I want the water fountain. He gave everybody, yeah, everybody a Corvette. Corvette. Everybody got a Corvette. Oh. Mr. Deeds, he gave everybody a Corvette. Oh. Guess I'll have to watch it again. I forgot that part. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> How about this? Yep. I hear a lot of people who say, I just drained all the water out, and then I just poured a little bit down the sink, down the toilet, and in the shower, just to like hit all the pee traps. traps or something? The pee traps, yeah, they'll do it just that. to protect the pee trap because they figure, I got enough of the water out. I'm good. Yeah. Isn't that good enough? You know, um, it's, it's a risk. Um, Again, you could still have water in locations that you're not thinking about. You may not end up with complete ruptures or damage, but you could end up with expanded fittings, which will lead to slow leaks. You may not have this big giant leak, Mm -hmm. but the slow leaks will be the ones that you don't catch that will actually cause more damage. Yep. Yep. With, With newer trailers and truck campers and whatever, you were seeing a different kind of like the next the next generation of PEX tubing and all that. Is that next generation? Yeah. Isn't there some new PEX that's out there? It's like going to be able to handle colder temperatures and expansion a little bit better. That would be, I, I don't know. I don't keep up with the 
the PEX hotline, but hmm. um, <laughs> that I mean, I don't see why not. PEX already expands better because mm-hmm. it's not solid like PVC. Um, so it already expands better if it does get into a freezing mm-hmm. situation. Typically, I don't worry too much about the PEX tubing itself. Mm-hmm. I worry about the fixtures and I worry about the fittings. Okay, those those little the connections, those yeah, the connections. Press connections that they, yeah, those mm-hmm. and I mean they'll even if it freezes in a joint, it'll expand the otaker, uh, the crimp otaker mm-hmm. or something like that, and allow a, a water leak there. All these words, yes, big words for water. All right, lines, big words and so, water lines. Okay, are well, we done? We are not done because guess what? We there start to talk about awful lot of tankless water heaters out there Ooh. and Aldi's. So <laughs> I know we can't go top to bottom. It's kind of some of it's the same. You get the water out of your system. Yep. But is what steps are different if you have a tankless water heater? Well, um, some manufacturers do not want antifreeze in their systems. Some do. So they're going to have to check with whoever the manufacturer is. So they should have an owner's manual as to whether it should have antifreeze pumped through it or not. Okay. Um, and follow those steps. So okay. if it is supposed to pump it through it, if it is not just, you need to drain it and blow it out. Okay. Well, I also know we have a whole lot of listeners that have new camp products mm-hmm. that have the Aldi system. Mm-hmm. How difficult is it really to winterize an Aldi system? Is it that different? It is not. Uh, But Alda does not. uh, I believe if I remember correctly, they are one that does not recommend running antifreeze through their boiler. Uh, So you're going to drain it off, blow compressed air through it and then bypass it. So New Camp builds in all those bypass valves. Yeah. Yep. I, th- there's a quite a few valves though if i remember right so you yeah. kind of got to get they, the it process just looks down. like a lot because they're all in one location so okay. you just you just kind of kind of when you look at them you go oh man what does what you just kind of kind of follow Trace the water the line. line and see where it goes uh-huh. um it is usually what i do because i don't mm-hmm. remember okay that one does that well, that one does that i look at them and then i trace them and go okay that one's gonna do this that one's gonna do that so i need to turn that turn that turn that you know just figure out which one does what well, I know that New Camp has some good online help of step by step on winterizing the Aldi system, but it definitely needs to be included in your yes. in your winterizing. Winterize your Aldi. We see oh, a man, lot of issues it. there. Yep. Another another name that comes up, and I don't know if the system if this system is much different than the Alda or not. The the Truma products. Yeah, Trumas Trumas are Truma and Alda are partners. Okay. In a way, um, they are somewhat similar, but not really. Um, Truma is definitely one that we probably saw more than any other uh, water heater last winter with with a cracked um, tank. Okay. Um, it's a particular part that unfortunately is not a consumer replaceable part. And Truma so requires a replacement. Whole it unit? Is, it's not, but Truma does require it to be repaired by a Truma certified facility. Oh, so it's not a part that can be here. You go, Mister Customer. So go if you screwed it up, you got to go take it in yes. and wait for it to get fixed. Yes, man. Well, uh, that is uh, our recommendations for winterizing. Don't ignore it. Right. Don't ignore right? it. But Truma does have Don't one cool it. thing. What's that? So Truma actually makes, uh, so where their filter goes in at the bottom, big lever you open up to drain it and everything's super Mm -hmm. easy to drain. Like, you know, it's not like you have to remember to do it, you Mm -hmm. know, but it's super easy to drain. But they actually make a heated piece that goes back in. 
mm-hmm. to protect you in those winterization times. Oh, so it's pretty cool. Cool. Um, how about we have you on at the end of the winter season to show to talk to us about dewinterizing? It's called summarizing. Summarizing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We will wait. summarize That's our winterizing. Don't we have a conversation wait, if we summarize. We, <laughs> don't we need springizing? I was going to say, don't we start camping in the spring around here? Do we stop? We here? don't stop camping. Well, that's a good point. Can't stop, won't stop. Mm, mm. Can't stop the feeling. <laughs> Man alive! I don't even know what happens in here. You know, but we didn't. We didn't talk about the winterizing of batteries. What? Oh. Huh. Goodbye. Oh. We are out of time, folks. You're going to have to tune in next week for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the quick fix on winterizing a battery. Uh, batteries need to be um, disconnected and put on maintainers if you have a standard lead-acid battery over the winter. They need to be preferably removed from the trailer mm. and put on a maintainer. Uh, they will freeze. What's a maintainer? Uh, just one a, that like charges just a little yeah, bit. Just so it like, keeps it its a charge. Bit. Well, I but, don't have a maintainer. Well, a maintainer is more than a trickle charger. A trickle charger charges, but a maintainer adjusts the amount of resistance going in and out of the battery, right? To, sure. Yeah. So I should have a maintainer. I would recommend it for garage? the winterizing time. Maintainer yeah, is like the time. thing you have to put in your mouth. That's a that's retainer. A retainer. Oh. Or a bridge expander. <laughs> yeah. uh, a maintainer is that, that uh, construction equipment that they drive over back and forth over the no, surface no, no, of the no, no, no. That's, a, that's a roller. Paver. I mean, if you don't want to use technical terms. Yeah, so batteries are super easy, yes. but they need they need to be pulled out. They need to make sure they're topped up and they need to be put on some type of charger. What's topped up mean? For the winter. The battery. The the. What's it mean? You pull the, the panels level. off the top. Pull the caps off the top if you don't have a maintenance free. Okay. Pop the caps okay. off. Use distilled water. Top it off. Pop it top again. And don't overfill distilled it. Distilled water. Don't, don't, don't. Right. Right. Distilled it. water? Distilled water. Okay. So for a motorcycle battery, you're supposed to use like electrolytes. Is that different? Um, like I just pour insurance. I, I just pour insurance. You just go buy some Gatorade or yeah, what? Yeah. No, really, I no, go for the really? insurer. It's a higher no. quality. So can't you just pull your battery off and put it someplace warm? Does it just smell like hot milk? You can. <laughs> I mean, really. You could, but your battery will still discharge while boiling. it's in storage. <laughs> but that's okay. I'll put it back on my on my camper and plug it into my vehicle and head for the campsite, and it'll recharge while I'm going. Maybe. Right? Maybe. But if it's too dead, then it won't. If it's too dead, then it won't. Plus, you're also decreasing the life. PJ's playing the, dumb. The no. life cycles of that battery. If you let it go too dead in storage, you will decrease the, the usability, the life cycle of if that battery. I, I honestly know this because of cell phones. I learned that you're not supposed to like let your cell phone go dead all the time, and you're not supposed mm. to... like plug it in once it's 100% charged you're not supposed to leave it plugged in right they actually recommend I think on cell phones somewhere between like 30 and 70% is like your optimal battery yeah you're not supposed to like let it go dead and then charge it up and then let it go dead and charge it up because it won't last as long is that that's like a battery I have so much trouble yes Yes. (laughs) it's a thing with batteries yeah it's probably the reason your Apple Watch is lithium batteries even with lithium batteries yep so well, have you ever had like a, a standard lead acid battery where the water froze inside of it? Not me personally, but it can happen. Well, that sounds bad. Yeah. That sounds bad. Sounds so terrible. People who live up north probably have that happen a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, they make, you know, for people that want to camp in the winter, you know, they make uh, battery blankets. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. 
Baby battery, plug it in. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's so sweet. Jose's actually doing a lithium setup with uh, heating blankets. Oh, it's probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they don't charge when it gets cold. I wonder that if your mom correct. can make it a quilt. Your mom can make it a quilt. <laughs> no, she can't. So Joe Mama. Well, I don't know. We learned a little about winterizing, maybe. It would be more fun to use the vodka. Okay. But Just not saying. in your battery. In why, your wait, 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 wait. <laughs> why, why vodka over other options? Because it's cheap. cheap. Is that it? You can buy cheap, vodka cheap, very cheap. Cheap. Everclear? And you can mix it with anything. Oh. Even Yeah, when you're ready to drink it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. You and, can and mix it with And maybe it'll anything. be really fun if you drink it while you winterize. We well, might miss a step. Some for me, some for you, yeah, some for the camper. Trailer, a little bit for me. <laughs> hey. What? I have a question. Real one? I, I, are, are we done talking about winterizing? Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's see if we can name all seven doors in 10 seconds. You ready? Happy. Go lucky. No? Doc. Sneezy. Do we already do grumpy? Bashful. I don't even know what number we're Y'all on. What number, are we on? <laughs> what number are we on? Happy, sneezy, grumpy, sleazy, dot. Sleazy, sleazy, sleazy. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of dwarf are we talking about here? That dwarf works the corner. <laughs> you're so, no, he's you're so one, sleazy. He's the one who sings hi-ho a little bit differently. <laughs> hi-ho. Hey-ho. Well, this has been RV Small Talk. Thank you for joining us today. (laughs) PJ cannot breathe. That's terrible. (laughs) Sleazy. Sneezy. You already said sneezy. Hi-ho, it's off to work. You go. (laughs) You know what makes the back of my face hurt? that laugh <laughs> oh my god well that's a wrap y'all i cannot wait to edit this actually um yeah this is gonna be a lot of editing y'all sorry it's fine not it's, sorry it's, fine. It's, it's all fine it's okay anyways if you are listening thank you so much for joining us for this and making it to the end good on you either way check out the show notes at rvsmalltalk.com leave us your comments or questions at questions at rvsmalltalk and also 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 Leave us a review, Apple Podcast or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you're listening, leave us a review, rate us. It helps us to get out to more listeners so we can share more shenanigans. Until next time, we'll see you next time. Bye.